The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. everyone welcome to the barca bloodgrounders podcast my name is josh hope you all are having a wonderful week hope you all are staying safe staying healthy and uh overall just enjoying the fact that football's back so this week's going to be a little bit different we don't have a guest this week so it's just going to be a uh, little old me talking about barcelona for a little bit um, once again my name is josh if you haven't subscribed to the podcast be sure to do so we're on spotify stitcher apple podcast google play overcast my personal favorite uh podcast app right now is overcast um, pocket cast is great as well but anyways you can get it on all those different places all those all those lovely podcast applications and websites um so barcelona currently I, i'm recording this the day before the espanol match barcelona currently sits um four points behind real madrid in the la liga table um there are four matches left to play. Let me pull up Barcelona's schedule real quick. We'll go over that. Um, so Barcelona's current schedule, their next matches are... They play Espanyol tomorrow. I'm recording this on Tuesday. Um, let's see. Saturday, they play Valladad. Uh, Wednesday... I'm so bad with pronouncing these names, so you guys are just going to have to you know, forgive me here. Um, Asasuna <laughs> and Alves. Okay. Uh, I think I went over three on pronunciations there. Whatever. Uh, you know, we're, we're just going to scroll right past that. Anyways, <clears throat> so they have four matches left. Now, I'm going to click on the little keyboard. Go to Real Madrid's schedule. Real Madrid. Alves this Friday. Granada on Monday. Villarreal next Wednesday. And Leganas on Sunday. Uh, it's, it's really a flip of the coin. I mean, I... A flip of the coin in terms of like whose schedule is more difficult. Barcelona's title hopes are still obviously very faint, right? Like, uh, I think Jill wrote that after the four-one win. Um, at the very least, like, there's a lot of photos of Griezmann smiling after the four-one win over Villarreal. Uh, it was an impressive Sunday win. Um, after the three draws and four matches, it was nice to see that uh, Roberto and Griezmann both made a pretty significant impact. Um, Griezmann and Suarez obviously both scored, and then Messi had an assist. Um, the The formation change made a big deal. Uh, Messi was incredible. Uh, th- this keeps whatever semblance of a title hope alive. I don't know how long it's actually going to stay alive. Uh, nevertheless, Barcelona looked good. And, you know, I, I think in this, in this strange... Uh, Corona or COVID nineteen impacted season. Um, it was nice to see Suarez, Griezmann, and Messi playing well together. Uh, and you know, Barcelona likely aren't going to win the La Liga title this year. Um, you know, but at least there's matches like this to hold on to, kind of thing. And I, I know that's, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be positive here. Like it, that's nice to see, given all of the con- not controversy, but given all of the. Um, 
the sentiment around Antoine Griezmann's performance as a Barcelona player, whether or not he can fit. Uh, it was good to see Kike come up with an impressive formation and tactic that deployed this Real Madrid, or uh, excuse me, this Barcelona attack in such a such an exciting way. And uh, yeah, it was just good to see like a full throttle Barcelona attack and a, an incredible win. Um, Griezmann, he was great. It was nice to see him score a goal. Uh, it'll be interesting to see whether or not that uh, that bump in confidence stays. Um, again, like if you look on our website right now and kind of scroll through the different pieces, it's from the game. It's like it's a lot of smiles, right? Like the Barcelona really, they really, really needed this. Um, so yeah, that's it for Villarreal. Uh, Espanol match tomorrow. I want to say if they win, um, they they actually could send Espanol down. Um, I think, okay, <laughs> yeah, actually, so I just clicked on uh, Luis's piece on the site, barcelonagonis.com, uh, and the first line is, Gerard Piquet's dream could come true tomorrow. Barcelona can relegate Espanyol with a winner draw, sending the parakeets down to the second division for the first time in 27 years. That <laughs> so for those of you that would enjoy that, that's the storyline heading into tomorrow's match. Um, news items from this week. So... The messy stuff. Let's talk about that a little bit. So there were some reports over the last week talking about Messi leaving next year, um, 2021, uh, that the contract was in question. There were questions of whether or not he even wanted to return to Barcelona, even if they could get a contract done. Uh, the, I, I think the residing thing you have to remember is even if Messi wanted to go somewhere else, like a Manchester City or a... <laughs> I don't know, Inter Milan or PSG, not PSG, I don't know. The, the, nowhere makes sense for Messi besides Barcelona. Um, I, I don't think he's going anywhere until he goes back to Argentina or to MLS. I don't think he's going to compete in the Premier League or anything like that. It just doesn't make any sense for him. I don't, I don't think there's any upside whatsoever for him to do that. Uh, I don't think he would have a better chance of winning the Champions League. I don't think anything like that. Uh, I, I personally just find it to be kind of wasted breath if anything it's just Messi's camp trying to leverage a better contract from Barcelona which he deserves um the other news that came out this week uh, Barcelona were cleared um against charges of using social media to smear their own players there was an independent report from PricewaterhouseCoopers uh they basically um came out and said that they feel vindicated uh they released a nice statement um the this is good. Uh, it's obviously not going to get as much coverage as the initial stuff. Um, I still don't know if... I, I don't know if this makes anyone feel better about the president's role and kind of how in Barcagate. Uh, I don't know if this clears up any of the stuff that Amelia Rosan's, uh, the, the former club VP, kind of accused the president or someone on the board um, that they were taking money. Someone had their hand in the till. This obviously doesn't uh, kind of go against that. Um, it does quiet it for a little bit. So unless there's more news about this, I kind of expect this story to, to drift away a little bit. Uh, Barcelona also expected to demand money from Nike over some defective shirts. The short color apparently fades from being washed or due to sweat. So uh, Nike, who who has a relationship with Barcelona until 2028, uh, apparently are expected to demand some sort of uh, financial compensation for Nike making some crappy kits, whether or not you believe it or not. Um, other things of note, 
I wrote a piece today that should that, that'll probably be posted by the time this comes out. Um, Joseph talked about the transfer stuff this summer. So obviously the two big names that were associated with Barcelona in this transfer window were uh, Neymar and Latoro Martinez. Uh, it was thought that Latoro Martinez was the more likely candidate to arrive at Barcelona. Uh, I, I would say that that is still the case uh, out of the two, obviously. Neymar just doesn't even seem realistic anymore. There's hardly significant reporting on um, or significance, reliable reporting on Neymar actually being able to make a move to Barcelona this year and whether or not that'll even happen or not. Um, I I would have to say that I don't think either one are going to happen at this point. I think a lot of the conversations in previous podcasts going back the last few months were whether or not, like, you know, you know which one do you think is more realistic, blah, blah, blah. And it just doesn't seem like either one's all that realistic. Um, Latour's performance at Inter has been a little bit impacted by this. You can tell um, he just seems a little bit off. Uh, frankly, I I don't know. I, I, I struggle on this one because, like, I, I don't even consider Neymar a realistic possibility this summer just due to the economic impact of COVID-19. And Latoura doesn't seem all that like, possible either. I don't think Inter are that interested in any of the players Barcelona are putting on the table. I don't think they're interested in taking less money for Latoura Martinez when um, you know we've seen transfer moves happen for like Mauro Icardi for like, I think that was 60 million euro. And so they're, they're, I don't see Inter Milan folding on this anywhere. I, there doesn't seem to be a path forward that sees Barcelona get any sort of deal for this that results in um, that results in a deal happening soon. So, if you were to ask me if this th- if anything were to happen in this, you know, before September, I, I would say no. I, it seems at this point like they're just going to have to punt on this till January or next summer. Um, and if that's the case, Latoura might sign a new deal. I don't, I don't really know how all that's going to work out, but it seems like Barcelona find themselves in this kind of a strange position with all that. So, um, yeah, this was a short podcast. Uh, Barcelona's title hopes kind of still remain in limbo. Um, it seems like Real Madrid are going to take La Liga. So we'll have to see how Barcelona um, rally the troops in the next few matches and uh, finish off the domestic season strong. So thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and I will talk to you later. Thanks. Thanks.